and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals to help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being and finding ways to help. So, whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2024's Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. Firstly, I wanted to say Happy New Year and a massive well done for getting through the Christmas rush, the Christmas period and then actually getting back to work as we speak now. I return to work on the 6th of January and I've structured my new year now so I'm working four full days and I'm most of the way through sorting out my dreaded tax return, ready for the end of the month. This week, to kick the new year off, I've asked the fabulous Louisa Tandy to join me to talk about New Year's resolutions, the rookie challenge and the final questions that I always ask. Some of those, however, have been swapped to keep things new. Louisa can be found competing at grooming competitions. She organises the rookie grooming competition. She's on the groom team committee. She's a founding member of the English Groomers Group and she speaks at seminars and is an ambassador of Simpsons Grooming Supplies. She can also be found judging at grooming competitions too. So I won't go on any longer. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Louisa is always a pleasure to talk to. So here we go. So hi Louisa, how are you today? Welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm, yes, yes, really very positive about uh, about the next year and yeah, really good, thank you. Oh, good. And I, as we're recording it, I know it's just after Christmas. It's that weird phase between Christmas and New Year, oh, but this yes. is obviously going to go out in the New Year. So for the sake of that, Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, Happy New Year to you too and all the listeners. Brilliant. So can you sort of just start by introducing yourself a little bit, what your work set up and sort of about the roles that you play in the industry? Okay, so first and foremost, I'm I'm a dog groomer. That's, that, that's what I do. I'm, you know, I work I have a salon. I've been I've been grooming for over thirty years. I'm not going to say how long. It's not forty, <laughs> and it's not thirty five. It's just over thirty. <laughs> but I've had this particular business. Uh, it's a salon. It's a salon based. It's shop based. Uh, I've had that for twenty five years. Will be twenty six years in May. So that's yeah. So that's me. But also, I kind of I've got quite involved in the industry over the years. Uh, so I compete. One of the founding members, along with Julie Harris of the English Groomers Group, and mm-hmm. uh, we ran the challenge and, and the rookie, and we're going to talk about that later on. Yeah, I used to be on the committee for the British Doctors Association. I've done a bit of judging, done a bit of teaching. Bit um, of everything, really. Bit of everything, yeah. yeah. Currently, I'm an ambassador for, which I'm very, very excited and very proud about um, for the last few years. I'm an ambassador for Simpsons Grooming Supplies and almost, also Groomers Gallery as well, which is Another thing that I'm very passionate about is the educational uh, uh, website for educational videos 
Um, yeah. So I do a lot of video filming for them. The oh, yes, team. I'm on the committee for the team. Yeah, for Groom Team England as well. I'm on the committee for that. I also run an educational business as well that, that for, for seminars and things like that. Uh, that's fairly new. Yeah, very sort of heavily involved in the industry, which is which is lovely. Um, as yeah, sort of most of my best my bestest friends are other dog groomers because I've been involved in the industry. So yeah, it's been yes, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of me really. Oh, brilliant! So yeah, so you've got lots of experience, lots of time in the industry, yeah. and had a bit of a, a go at everything really by the sounds of it. So, yeah. So now it's like the new year. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Yes. Firstly, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? Is it something you do? Well, I think, I mean, I don't really, I, I do a bit. I mean, you know, it's a new year, so it's a very good way of sort of turning over a new leaf and starting afresh, especially if you're in a bit of a crappy year or, you know, the last few months have been a bit crappy, which they do tend to be towards the end of the year. Just mm. things, things seem to happen towards the end of the year. You know, they do. More stress and so on. Yeah. So I think it's a really good way of, like, you know, just, you know, yeah, blank slate and this is what I'm going to do. I'm not very good at New Year's resolutions. I'm very much a case of, I tend to think, doesn't matter whether it's sort of, you know, January or, or March or, or, or November. Yeah. If, if I, if there's something that I want to achieve, I'll set my goal and I'll work from it from then. So I don't tend yeah. to wait till the new year. Um, and I don't tend to make any sort of special New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I, I do have a few this year, but it's more, more, because people turn and say, oh, have you got any New Year's resolutions? And I feel under <laughs> pressure to turn and say, yes. Yes. So, um, yes. Yeah. So I don't I don't think, oh, I'm going to do this, this next year. It's more of a case of me sort of sitting back and thinking, okay, so I did this last year. Um, so what have I got in plan, you know, in store for next year? What's what's my general plan? Yeah. Um, yeah so sort of new, new Year's, as in I'm going to lose weight. So 1st January, I'm going to lose weight or – you know, 1st of January, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Not so much, no. but I tend to look over next year. Okay, so I'm going to try and make a bit more of an effort to do this, this and this. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I tend to do. Yeah. I think if you try and pin yourself down, you're more likely to break them, I think, if you put yourself under pressure. That's exactly what I think. I feel with New Year's resolutions, I used to make them all the time. Okay, in the new year, I'm going to stop smoking right first day of new year you've just had new year's eve it's dark yeah. it's dismal it's raining you've got four or five days left before you go back to work is it that it's not the time for me to give up smoking it never no. it never works and also no. i feel a bit like you said like oh i didn't plan to make any new year's resolutions till someone said have you made any new year's new year's resolutions yes it sort of feels yeah. like a bit of a pressure doesn't it it feels a bit like oh i've got to do Absolutely. this i've got to do this whereas like yeah, definitely. i actually I definitely think the same as you. I like the idea of turning over a new leaf. Like, um, so for example, I don't know, like next year, I, I kind of want to like be a bit more active. I feel like I've done absolutely nothing over the last year, exercise wise. And I'm, I don't want to go and run a marathon. Mm. I'm not going to go and set, no. you know, a big goal, but <laughs> I would quite like to go swimming once a week. Do you know what I mean? Something yeah. just yeah. for me, bit of time put aside, bit of exercise and movement. Absolutely. Um, because yeah. well, I'm 37 now. I've literally just turned 37 a couple of weeks ago. I go to the osteopath once a month, and I can feel the aches and pains setting in. And I think, well, what am I oh, doing? Yes. What am I actually doing about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, in our job as well, it's so important to be physically to be physically fit because we put so much stress on our bodies. And that's the thing is, yeah. I think I, I, I hit I hit 40, and it's a bit of a I'm not going to say midlife crisis. It was a midlife sort of opportunity. I'm like, no, this is it. I'm going to I'm going to make myself fitter um, because now I'm getting older and I don't want to be 
you know, in my 50s and 60s, really struggling because I'm physically, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, which is, could be a reality. It's, 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 mm -hmm. it's a sort of job that Absolutely. takes its toll on your body isn't it so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. things like that and are yeah. you are you very good at keeping your resolutions when you have made them in the past no no, no. yeah for about a week <laughs> I think I think if I made it to the end of January I'd be chuffed myself but when I do set my when I do set a goal when I turn around and say okay that's it I'm going to get fit I only make goals when I know that I'm mentally ready to do it so yeah when I gave up I gave up smoking before my son was born um and I tried you know just oh, I'm gonna give up smoking you kind of give it for two or three days that was it and then it was almost like, like something clicked and I when I and I thought I, I need to give up smoking now this is before mm -hmm. my son was born which I would have done if I was pregnant um but this happened about a year before he was born and it's just something I was like okay I just feel mentally ready to give yeah. up smoking and 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 I did and I did I never touched a I never touched a cigarette again so um yeah, That's really so good. I just, well I think, done. yeah, I think, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it saves me a lot of money. I mean, like, too, bloody expensive these days. I know. Um, 20 yeah, quid a packet. I know, yeah. It lasts yeah. me a week. I know. 20 a, it's 20, £20. 23, I pay for one pouch Jesus. of Rolly Backy. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it, yeah, that, that's the thing. I think, I think you have to be in the right mindset when you set a goal to then be able to complete it. And I think mm -hmm. being under pressure that it's a new year doesn't always work for everybody. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a really fair point. I think the same. I'm not no good under pressure. But then saying that when I mm. am mentally ready, like you say, and I feel like it's something that's achievable, even if I break it down into smaller goals, like I then yeah. have to tell people about it because then yeah. it's like, Oh no, I've got to do it because they know I've got to do it. Do you know what? Yes, I mean? yeah, yeah, like a yeah, little yeah. bit of support as such, you know, because you, yeah. you've got to have a bit of help haven't you with these things so oh definitely definitely if you can yeah. if you get help then then absolutely yeah definitely so do you have any sort of things that you want to focus on next year yeah I've got a few things so um I want to get back into competing a little bit um mm -hmm. whether that will happen or not I don't know I, mean, I, I, I did did a little bit last year I, you know I dip in and out I don't compete as much as I used to just because other stuff has kind of taken over so I'd like to get back into competing a little bit Especially now I've got got Beddington, so I you know I want to compete a bit with him and just enjoy him in the competition ring. I'm gonna so so a news actual news resolution is to kick myself out the backside and get out onto the dating scene a bit more because I, I haven't done that last year because yeah. I, 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 unlike dating is just horrible. I'm not gonna go into it too much, but I mean because no. I'm I'm fairly social. So I don't like online dating as such, but I like to go out. So I went out and did a lot of things every night to try and meet people that way, and that hasn't worked. So I'm gonna go back to online dating. So that I'm gonna give that another go this year. Mm -hmm. So yes, watch that watch this space. And I'd like to travel a bit this year as well. I didn't really have any holidays as such. I mean, I I, I had quite a few breaks away. I had some time off. Yeah, what sorts I of places kind of... do you like? Do you like traveling to? Do you like to go abroad, or do you like UK sort of yeah. places? No, breaks well, or... well, I don't know. Yeah, a bit of everything. I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of the UK. I feel like, I mean, I've I've never really done Wales. I mean, I've been to Wales a couple of times for grooming seminars. Never mm -hmm. actually visited it as such. Um, I remember going to Scotland as a kid. Quite wouldn't mind doing Scotland again. Yeah, Scotland. I've nice. never done Yorkshire, and I'd like to go with. Perhaps not the poodle because she's too old, but I'd like to take yeah, take the bed into and perhaps do yeah, go and something like hire out a cottage or something and just go and do some rambling and some walking. I'd quite quite fancy doing that. But again, really do, nice. going abroad as well. 
yeah and you as well have like some... experiences away don't you like when you're traveling like this i don't know it, if yeah. would you plan on going with people or by yourself because when i was before i was with gary i was by myself for about probably about six years and i used to always yeah. go away by myself and i never thought i'd have the mm. confidence when i was younger to do that but actually when you're away just yeah. yourself and a dog it's like oh we can go and do this and yeah. I can spend as much yeah. time here doing this as I want, and then I can go over there yeah. and do that. And it's it's a really nice way to see to sit. Well, I've, I haven't done it abroad, but it's a lovely way to see the UK. Yeah. Absolutely, and you're quite confident doing it in the UK because you're not dealing with you know sort of foreign you know currency and foreign languages and the way they're doing things. So if you get into trouble, you well you're in the UK, so it's, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd like to. I'd, re- I'd quite fancy doing um, some kind of sort of backpacking. You know, these organised backpack holidays they often yeah. do to. I mean, I'd love to do something like, you know, Machu Picchu or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, something that's adventure-wise. I'm not really, not really one. I don't mind sitting around the pool with a book, but I wouldn't want to do that on my own. No. I'd much rather go snorkeling or something or walking down the yeah. beach or that kind of stuff. So I quite fancy some kind of adventure holiday. I'm going to try and, that's probably, that's that's probably one, another thing. I'm going to try and keep myself up the backside and, and sort of, you know, book, you know, a couple of adventure holidays. Mm. So. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. Yeah. So- but yeah. now we're like in the new year. We well, as this goes out, we're in the new year anyway. Yes. We're firmly yeah. in the run up to the rookie, which I know is like your your baby, yes. really, isn't it? So yes. could it you is, yeah. um, tell us yeah. a little bit about at least just a little bit about it, really? Yes, and I know you're very fond of it as well because you always yeah. come and help, don't you? Yeah, I'm yeah. so it's passionate lovely. about the rookie. Yeah. So the idea of the rookie was, I remember how scary it was to compete with all, everybody standing around looking at you. So, you know, I really wanted the idea of, of bringing a competition that was really small and um, with no spectators, and it was just really just the competitors and the judge, and that was it. And, the, you know, the, the English groomers group girls you know, were, were absolutely, you know, let's we'll do that, you know, we need to do this. So we designed the Rookie Challenge. So it was a set from so the, the English groomers challenge was a bigger competition. So we, we were the first people to have the, a competition where we didn't allow the top groomers to enter, but it was still a big event, whereas the rookie it was very small. Again, the first event to ever do this, it was very, very small. We don't have spectators. Um, there's no trace stands there. There's no seminars or anything. It's literally the competitor and their dog. They can bring somebody along with them to give them mm-hmm. a hand so they can yeah. you know, help them hold the dog if they need to go out for a wee or look after the dog while they're going to you know, get some lunch or getting their equipment in. We're all there to help them as well. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what the rookie is about. It's about competing under much less stressful environment. And yeah. then, um, so you compete in the morning and then the afternoon, um, you know, once we've had lunch and the places have been given, you get your dog back up on the table and you can re-trim your dog to your judge's critique. So your judge will come around to give you a critique and then they'll come back around and tell you what you need to do. And you have the opportunity to do the trimming there and then while the judge is watching because... After you get a critique and then you go home, you think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do what they said. And then you leave it a few days or a couple of weeks and then you kind of forget. Yeah. Um, whereas if you can get the dog up on the table right there, right after the competition and 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 change the things that the judge has told you. And then you get your, back, your judge back over and say, is that, is that what you meant? You know, mm-hmm. that, that's that's what that's that, that's yeah, that's such a good sort of training aid. And that's why we charge what we charge is because you're getting not just a competition, but you're getting one-to-one training with your judge as well. And not just to judge. I mean, we're all there. I mean, you know, if you're there and someone wants to, you know, some help from you, they can give you a shout. You know, they give, I'm not one of the judges, but they can give me a shout. I mean, Julie's yeah. around, they can give her a shout or they can get their judge over. So they can get two or three different people's you know, advice. 
yeah um, such yeah. a supportive day isn't it and the the people that are absolutely brand new so everyone knows it's everyone's first time in the ring um, yes yes really really small classes aren't they so the classes are under one year's experience so this includes time spent in training as well so it's not just you spent a year grooming in your salon it's a year including the time you spent training yeah. so under one year one to two years two to five years and then over five years yes and you can take any breeding, yeah. can't you? As long as you're in the right you can, class yes. for your yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it's about how much experience you've got, not what the dog you're doing. So you could do a hand strip Airedale, you could do a clipped off cocker spaniel, you could do a Labrador if you wanted to. It is yeah. anything you do. It could be a cockapoo. You could do an Asian style if you wanted to. I've seen people yeah, do any, things any, like, anything um, like that. German Shepherd brush outs and like feather yes. trims yeah, and things yeah. like all sorts of things, really, isn't it? It's just yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. a dog comfortable yeah. with and getting used to being in the ring. Yeah. So, yeah. and we had, yeah. um, I mean, not so much the rookie, but I remember in the challenge we had somebody going with a with a, a rough collie and he won his class. You know, he beat wow. quite a few other people because he did such a good job on brushing out the rough collie and made a really nice, neat, you know, uh, job on the feet and so on. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 just could go with it, you know, through with it, you know, with a comb afterwards and not pull out a single hair. So absolutely, yeah. you can, you can. It's about it's about the experience and learning about your breed. So if you're really worried about doing something, you want to just do something easy like a, like a French bulldog, and then and it's about learning about the competition, about how the day goes, and then by all means, but. Um, yeah, you, know, you could use it if you are thinking about going for yeah you know, an exam. You've got a qualification coming up, you know, yeah. and you want you want you know some some backup, and you're also doing it under exam conditions. Yeah, you know, again, rookie is an excellent way. And, and normally, two or three of our of our judges tend to be examiners or have been examiners in the past. So it's yeah, so they know exactly what too. they're looking for, and that's exactly what I did when I first started competing. It was all about I've got to get through this exam. I need as much feedback as I can. What competition yeah. can I get to with this breed to get to the point where I'm happy to actually enter yeah. the exam in the first place? How do people find out more, and what actual date is it? Okay, so um, it is the 11th of February, 2024, which is a Sunday. It's in Kent. It's about 10, 15 minutes from the M20, so it's quite easy. Well, it's about 10 minutes, really. But quite easy to get from the from the motorway. And you can buy tickets from the Groomers Spotlight website. There okay. is an events page on Facebook. So if you look up the Rookie Challenge 2024, there is an events page. There's also, we have a, a secret Facebook group for all the people that have entered so they can go in there and ask questions to us, the judges. Brilliant. So they're not asking, you know, what, yeah, they haven't got people looking at the, their, what they think are silly questions, which we all know there's no such thing Aren't as silly, silly questions. questions. No. Um, yeah, no, no. So yeah, so they can feel confident about asking, you know, um, about that and also getting to know the other competitors as well. Yeah, but the Groomer Spotlight, you don't need to be a member of the Groomer Spotlight at all. We just use their just use the website. platform to sell the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. just need to register, which is exactly the same as if you were going to go on to Eventbrite or Ticketmaster. You have to register your email details and that kind of stuff. And it's exactly the same thing with Groomer Spotlight. So just register your details and then you can get the tickets. Yeah, if you go onto the shop, there's events and shop. Go onto the shop bit rather than the yeah. events because it, it's on there. So, yeah. Okay, so shop part of the Groomer Spotlight to find your, yes. your tickets and your entry details for um, the rookie. And that 
is the is it the 11th of february the 11th of february sunday yes. the 11th yes that's good and I'll, I'll be there and you'll be there and it'll be a brilliant day yeah. and my favorite thing about the rookie is when you get people turn up and you can see that they're looking around and they're clutching onto the lead and they're clutching onto their equipment a bit like what am I doing here where do I go what do I do and then someone will scoop them up and say right you're over here this is what you need to do da, 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 da. any help ask any of us and they then gradually sort of as they unpack their stuff get their hands on their dog competition starts and the comp you know you can see the concentration goes ahead and it's sort of yeah. like it's like they've come in all sheepish and gradually it's like they're peeling off all these layers until at the end Absolutely. they've actually produced something that they're proud of and you know if when you see people just get to the end they're like oh i've finished i've done it you know yeah. and they've got that adrenaline buzz yeah. about them and you say oh did you enjoy it and they're like oh, yeah i did yeah i did i really enjoyed yeah. it and it, yeah. it's such a yeah. brilliant way to start competing or even just have a go even if you think oh, i just want to try it once and see this is the time of year to do it because it's so small and it's so supportive and yes. you sort of coax your way through it and um yeah it's just it's a really heartwarming day to be a part of actually just to watch i think you've done a really good job with it you and the team so and if if you can get on there and get yourself a space anyone who's listening um get on there yeah do yeah yeah because yeah because I mean, that's the thing is, is the fact that like you said everybody is there in the same boat they've never competed before so once you've been in the competition somewhere else you've lost the chance and then yeah into the rookie that's so it, yeah. it doesn't matter if you've competed online like, like an online grooming competition that's yeah. not the same so yeah we ignored that but if you've actually competed elsewhere then, then then no you can't you can't enter the rookie it's a brilliant day and I'm very very proud of it and um and you know you say you just see the you know the look of achievement in, in all these groomers' faces, you know, once they've done it. And it's such a confidence yeah. boost, you know? There's a few people who I bump into in other competitions and we always say, oh, I remember seeing you when you first started at the Rookie. And I, I haven't been helping that long, probably, what, about three or four years, something like that. And these yeah. are people yeah, who yeah. are out competing all the time and it, they still remember that yeah. first time. And, yeah, it's lovely. So can you remember the Absolutely. first time you ever competed? And... Yes. I, do, I can't remember the year. I think it was the year 2000. Um, I do remember, I remember it was uh, a standard poodle, my mum's standard poodle, Hogan, and I had a clipped Westie. So I did two dogs, you know, for the first day, you know, why not you know, jump from yeah. both feet? And it was the Throw British, um, yeah, it was groom, yeah, <laughs> might as well. Uh, it was groomer of the year. It was held in some sports hall somewhere, I can't remember where. Uh, groomer of the year, um, which is the, the British Dog Grooming Championships. And uh, yeah, I I got uh, I got a sec. I didn't get anywhere with the Westie, but I got a second place for the Standard Poodle. Wow! My mum came, and um, uh, my best friend at the time, who was also working for me, uh, Sam, she came along as well. And yeah, it was a it was a really really good day. Uh, it was Jolly King, I think, won the Standard Poodle class possibly that year. Yeah. Um, we lost her a few years ago, unfortunately. But I do remember the person that came third. I think. If I'm right in thinking, and that was Peter Insel. So I'm just I'm just gonna turn around and say, once in my life I got to beat Peter Insel. <laughs> I think he was about twelve at the time, to be honest. I think he you know, just started bloody grooming. Um but um yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, my claim to fame is that I have actually beaten Peter Insel. <laughs> On your first <laughs> Which competition. I'm, yeah, who's... <laughs> yeah, I mean it's probably his first competition as well. But um, yeah. See, I think two thousand. But isn't it bad that you don't even feel like it's that long ago? And then you think, actually, hang on. No, I know. That's now yeah. as this goes out, twenty-four years ago. I'm just shocked myself. Yeah, thank you. 
Blimey. Yeah. yeah. So can you like remember a competition that you came out and you was absolutely buzzing when you came out where you just had the best time? I do something. I, I, to be honest, the hand on my heart, most competitions I do. Yeah. I think because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm there and I've, you know, I've met, you know, my best friends are on the dog groomers that I have met through competing. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, uh, not so much Julie because I met her through, um, uh, through the uh, the British Dog Association, I, you know, I met her through that. So Chrissy, and Kerry, and and Sally, and so on. And I and I meet all these you know through through competitions. So you know, I, I mean, back in the days when when Chrissy and Kerry were you know, who are uh, committee members of, of English groomers, um, you know, we used to have such a laugh competing, mm-hmm. and it was such a giggle. And you know, we we you know shout rude things at each other and that kind of stuff. You know, I met my my best friends through 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 that. Um, yeah, so whatever really and, happens and on the day is a fun day because you're surrounded by you this know, is it, yeah, all yeah, your yeah, best yeah, and that. yeah, yeah, brilliant. And um, for many years, it, I, I never went into win; I went into learn, and that was the thing. And once I started, you know, getting placed, you know, then and now I go into win. I'm not interested. In, you know, if I don't get a rose, I'd be you know <laughs> kicking myself something chronic. Um, <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're even even now then, yes. Yeah, well, I've I've always been competitive. I know I've always been very competitive, but I've my 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 competitive is with myself. Okay, you know I need to improve what I did last time, and I will beat myself up. Uh, I mean, yeah, these days, yeah, I I do want a rosette because if I don't, then I'm not doing a good enough job, and I will beat myself up over that. But it just makes me more determined to do it next time. I mean, for the first time. You know, um, I, I competed with my Bedlington over in Belgium last year and, uh, you know, I didn't get placed then. Uh, it was a massive class. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, you know, and I was quite gutted about that. But then I was, you know, I kind of took myself aside, you know, took myself aside, you know, slapped myself up the side of the face and sort of, you know, sort of said to myself, well, you know, you haven't, you haven't competed with the Bedlington for many, many years. Um, it's only, it's his first time in the ring. I'm abroad. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so many factors that I yeah, need to really... It's... It's yeah. really good that you can do that and just take yourself aside and have, like you say, give yourself a bit of a talking to because I think making things yeah. um, a bit more logical in thinking really does help you stop yeah. getting a bit of a spiral with that one because, like you say, you're abroad, you're around loads of groomers who probably you've never even yeah. seen in the ring before. And yeah. let's face it, yeah. the people who travel abroad are the people who are pushing themselves to that next level because you know it's not yeah. going to be the first competition yeah, yeah, you do, is yeah. it? let's go abroad yeah. um and like you say with a new dog on the table you're sort of you know you've got a new dog that you're working yeah. with you haven't got that table bond with so much yet um and it, it's a big pressure it. it's a big it's a big thing and you can still take yourself off the table and say do you know what i did a fabulous job there um i should be proud that yeah. i've done a good job and hey ho not this time but i'll be back in that ring you know before you know yeah. it Let's see what happens next time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. You, you just need to learn. You can be hard on yourself. That's okay. And that's what makes you a better groomer, a better, you know, competitor. But mm-hmm. also you have to take, you have to take a step back and be a bit kind to yourself and just say, okay, well, this happened because of this reason. And I just want it to happen next time. That's all. You know, yeah. it's okay for it for, for you not to do well. Um, just, you know, learn from your mistakes and, and, and move forward next time. Yeah, and I think sometimes when, um, like, when you do place, obviously it's brilliant. And, like, I've, like, times when you haven't placed, sometimes you think, 
oh, if I'd have just done that one thing, then maybe I would have yeah. got myself up there. So it makes you think, right, I'm going to get back in there. And next time I'm going to bloody sort that bit out yeah. and then see what happens. And even sometimes yeah. that, like, not the anger, but the frustration sometimes can fuel you more, can't it, as well? If you see what I mean? It's using it yeah, the right absolutely. way, I suppose, is what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's funny as well because... Quite often, the times that I set back for my dog and thought, I've done a really good job there, I haven't got a place, I don't. And the times that I'm like, I've done such a shit job, I just might as well just go home now, I've ended mm. up getting placed or winning my class. So, you know, that, you know, you need to kind of just see what, the judge sees something very different to you. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's always, um, like other things like different people with different competitions in different rings. I mean, I compete in pure breed scissor open. And when I first started competing in that class, I mean, there was probably about four of us in there. There was like one Bedlington, one Kerry Blue, maybe two or three Bichons. Um, and you might see a Wheaton every so often crop up. But now mm. there's usually at least four or five Bedlingtons in there. Yeah. It's funny how there's not actually quite so many Bichons out as there used to be. But then the Kerrys have gone up. You see a lot more Kerrys in there now than you used to. No. So, um, yeah, it's funny how things change. So it's not always yeah, yeah. you that's made the impact. It could yes. be just yeah. someone else has come out or, you know. So, yeah. Absolutely. All fun and games. <laughs> if you go on to like my, um, my last questions, um, what do you personally look yeah. forward to this year within the industry? I think I'm looking forward to groom fest i was given the reins to do the seminars last year by by mike smith and um i i roped in poor old sally high i roped her in to give me a hand um good old sally. And a little bit good old sally yeah um and I, I i roped her in to give me a hand and a little bit surprisingly because a lot of the seminars i often do well at, do particularly well at the events these days we, we sold we sold sort of over 200 tickets Wow, which was yeah, which is we were really quite surprised at. So uh, I'm 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 looking forward to to doing the the seminar. We're doing something slightly differently next year. So we're both looking forward to, to doing that next year. Brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to to Groomfest. Um, I've got some other ideas in the pipeline, which I'm not really going to sort of talk about because I don't know when they're going to come to fruition next year. More likely to be the year after. Just sort of seeing things, how things go. Possibly another competition. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, I've got some more plans for groomers' galleries. We're doing some more Brilliant. filming with with them. Um, Crofts. Looking forward to Crofts. Yes. Yes. That's just so, around yeah, the corner now, system. isn't it? So it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a countdown to Crofts now. So. Yeah, so there's a yeah, there's a few different things, and we've got some new we've got some new grooming competitions next year as well. Uh, Costin and Cheryl have got their new one, yeah, so um, which is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so looking forward to seeing seeing how the new competitions sort of take off, and obviously the really big one is the World Grooming Championships, which is oh, yes. in Belgium. Hooray! Because um, we we're a bit worried that it was going to be in Barcelona, which is a bit of a pain in the neck to get to, but uh, no, it's going to be in Belgium. Which for anybody who wants to come along and watch and join the England supporters, you know, fans going over there is such an easy. It's so easy to get over to Belgium, drive uh, over there. Yeah, Absolute I'm going to have to get my passport in check because every year that I see you guys all over there and the people going live, I'm like, oh, I need to be there just to watch. Yeah, like, I just want to go and absorb it. So, yeah, I suppose that's it's another brilliant. thing this year: get the passport sorted. Yeah, get your passport sorted, and yeah, yeah. So we're going to be yeah, that's in uh, September, end of, end of September. That'll be all the information on the Groom Team England website. Brilliant. So going over to support our to support our our fantastic new team. So that yeah, so that's that's a really big one. That's a big one in the, in our calendar. 
fabulous Belgium so, yes. so what did you find last year looking back because now obviously as as I said we're still at the end of December as we're talking what was one of your proudest moments of the year we've just gone just had yeah I'm mean, again so, as I, was, you know, I said about Groomfest that was that was a really that, funny, that was a really really proud moment yeah being involved in 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 Groom Team England we put on a you know, you know a couple of events and we made some money and and that was really good and we've been able to you know we've been able to get make enough money to take um the Groom Team England so that that was quite a big thing really for me um, yeah 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 because it's you know, to try to get sponsorship we, we have to raise up quite a lot of money and it costs around about sort of fourteen thousand pounds to take the team wow. you know if it that's if it's in belgium which is nice and close if it had been mm-hmm. another country it probably been a lot more so um yeah to so going out and getting sponsorship for that and working for them over the last year or so the sort of public or like groomers knowledge about the team has increased so much more hasn't it because you've got your new fabulous facebook page i know leah said that she'd been working on we've got yourself on the team sort of like spreading spreading all the news around and it just seems like that people are actually more well informed about what's going on what's involved in doing it yeah it's a real sort of like i feel like england is kind of like getting behind their team a bit more now a bit of a a mystery wasn't it to some so it was yeah i think i think uh, uh, we have worked really hard behind the scenes yeah we do quite a lot but you know obviously you know that you know the last team just going stratospheric and winning you know winning the world grooming championships you yeah. know and and i don't know but i think they they kind of really smashed that i mean i think they yeah they didn't just graze through it i think england really you know, took the competition by storm yeah and those those four, four team members were just Absolutely amazing. And it's kind of given us beforehand, it was just a make new committee um, that had been put together. So sort of since then, you know, we've thanks to the, the, those those four superstars, you know, Kirsty Hunt and Kirsty um, Stoiker yeah. and Amy Mansur and uh, Shell Howard. You yeah. Know, because of them, we've just managed to really push the team forward. It's given us a bit of a confidence as well, hasn't it? Because it's like, it is, we've yeah. done it, we've yeah. done it. Yes, get yeah, it. Yeah, get yeah. behind the team, come yeah. to it again. You know, yeah. it really has sort yeah. of created an excitement, hasn't it, since they won. Absolutely. And I think that yes, was definitely. the turning point. You are right. That is yeah. Um, yeah. something yeah, to be definitely. extremely proud of, isn't it? Absolutely. So, could you think of a time that you've learned from a mistake? Yeah, I think, I think I've learned, the, but the biggest thing is, is I've, I have learned not to take other people's opinions quite so seriously okay. um, and to not worry about what they uh, what they think of me. That's something that's happened over the last, well, actually, over, over many years, actually, you know, not to take it to heart because I have done in the past and it's it's really kind of got me down and I've had to kind of, you know, yeah, give myself a bit of a shake by the, by the, by the, by the neck, you know, scruff the neck and, and sort of say, look, you know, that's just, that's just somebody else's opinion. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, you know, sort of wading in and getting a bit involved and, you know, where I should have just, you know, stepped back and, and just thought, it, you know, what they're saying or, or, or that argument doesn't really involve me. It's not directly affecting me and my personal life. So I should need, just leave it alone. I think yes. that's, it's, you know, especially you know, when we're talking sort of social media type of things, it's, it's very easy to, to get to, to, to wade in and so on, you know. Yeah, I've been, you know, uh, guilty of, of wading in and, uh, and saying things and, you know, perhaps taking things a little bit too heavily and, and you know, perhaps giving across my opinion, you know, without realising that my opinion is simply that. I, you know, you, you mm-hmm. let somebody know, know of their, your opinion and that's all you have to do. You don't have to change their mind. No. Um, you know, so I just think, yeah, um, bit of that social media for you, isn't it? And I think it happens. Yeah. I mean, it happens across, you know, the, the, the whole sort of social media thing. 
and uh, yeah, I just yeah, not it doesn't, it, it doesn't even have to happen on social media. Sometimes it happens face to face, and I need to learn to yeah you know, to butt my nose out of that as well. So yeah, do you know what I actually struggle? People still talk about social media, but I actually find face to face harder because I mm. am someone who, when I write messages or write something on Facebook, I really think about it before I send it. I go through it, I rewrite yep. it, make sure. And sometimes you'll see edited, 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 because I think, yeah. oh, no, I've written that word wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. in face-to-face, um, if I'm put in a position, I will go one way or the other. I will just go mm. completely silent and freeze because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I'm not sure how to respond to the situation. And also, I know that I don't want to say something that I'm going to question myself about later like was I right did did I have the full picture when I made that comment so I will analyze myself a lot so in in real life I will either go really quiet or if it comes to probably Mm. more likely defending someone else yes completely the other way (laughs) that's that has been yes but when people say they've seen it they say bloody hell Carla I didn't know you was capable of that one yes yes Um, but yeah. it's funny, isn't it? And especially, like you say, when it comes to yourself online, you're sort of reading it, you're like, oh, but just sit and take five minutes, absorb it before you get, you know, too carried away. I know, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, easy yeah. done, it always is, isn't it? Especially if you've had a glass of wine, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? And then, and then you feel a lot, a lot is inhibited. Yes, I've had, I've had, yes, I've had, to, had to learn my lesson on that one. I've been on Facebook a bit in the evenings because I've, well, obviously Christmas mm. has been, but I've the snowballs. Yeah, I have, have been, yeah. Yeah, I've had been on the snowballs a lot and I think, oh no, it's probably not a good thing to be on <laughs> Facebook when I've had a couple. <laughs> no, spirit, spirits are absolutely fine. I can, I can, I can, I know it's like an alcoholic and I'm not, I never ever drink at home, I only drink when I'm out. Um, it's just that I'm out a couple of times a week. Anyway, um, but yeah, spirits are fine, but it's the wine, it's, it's wine that kind of, you know, I get very, uh, yeah, I lose my inhibitions and then get very suggestive and then, yeah, and then start jumping into people's defence that really don't need me to defend them. <laughs> and then I get themself all sorts of trouble. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, would you say that what we were just talking about was what affects mm. the mental health in our industry the most? Or would you say that there's anything else that you think is a big red flag? Yeah. No, I think I think the thing is, is with, with um, that industry is, yeah, most people in this industry are self-employed and it's being self-employed that is the biggest, um, you know, issue as it comes to mental health because being a dog groomer is not enough. You have to be a natural business person to be able to be self-employed. You need mm-hmm. to go out there, you need to sell yourself, you need to be confident in the job that you... Well, no, not even confident in the job that you do, you need to be a confident person. You know, you need to have really good people skills and most people go into dog grooming because they love animals, they don't get on with people. It's like, oh, no... Yeah, I get on much better with animals than I do with people. It's like, no, no. You have to have if you're being if you're if you're self-employed or running a business, you have to have excellent people skills. You need to love people. And I think that's the biggest problem. I think that people are going out starting up business, they're feeling themselves like under you know massive pressure because all of a sudden you're having to learn about um, you know, advertising and you know, marketing and um, you know, accounting. Um, and all that kind of thing and it's you know and it's, it's really really hard it's so stressful and it's not something I would recommend to to, to everybody and, no. and being a dog groomer is you know it's so much more than than as we know is cutting hair I mean you need to have experience on on dealing with dogs you know behavior having you need to have your handling skills I mean before I started grooming you know I worked in a in a, in a rescue kennels I was a veterinary nurse 
Um, not 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 a qualified veterinary nurse, but I was kind of like a veterinary nurse assistant. I had all this, and I also had my own dogs, and I I did a competitive obedience as well. So, you know, all this kind of thing, you know, helps with 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 the working with dogs because working with dogs is 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 really stressful. You know, it's fine yeah. if they're you know really well behaved, but if they're not, they don't have to be nasty. They just be awkward. Yeah, and that awkward. is so stressful. Mm. Yeah, awkward dogs are bloody hard work, and that I think is what. Yeah, what puts a lot of people off, and that combined with running a business because it's such hard work. Yeah, puts yeah. people off. You know, of being a groomer, and I think that so many people suffer with their mental health and come out of it because they just find it all too stressful. Yeah, and I think when you start up, like you say, with running a business, you think, oh, it's going to be fun. I'm just going to be playing with dogs all day, and it's going to be really good. I'll earn my own money, and I have my own salon, and la 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 la. And then you realise that actually. Mm. Sometimes if you haven't got your pricing systems quite right or your timetable laid out quite right, those four walls do kind of come in around you, especially when you're working by yourself. You get difficult dogs on the table that don't want this done or don't want that done and you try this way and you try that way and it's just nothing seems to work and it's that I've got a schedule to keep I've got to earn the right money you know if I'm ill what do I do it's a hell of a lot for one little brain to be on top of by yourself if you're not an expert in all fields isn't it like you say yeah absolutely how often Mm. you know yeah when you're setting up you know taking your pictures putting your pictures together, putting your posts together, putting it online, da, 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 all this, and then yeah. replying to all the messages that come in or the comments that are coming in, all that sort of thing. It, yep. It's just nonstop, really, is it? If, you, if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think you need to, I think, yeah, I think you need to be like a, you need to be a very competitive, a competitive, confident person to be able to run a business successfully. Because if not, mm. that's, that's when, yeah, that's when the mental health kicks in, I think. And what would you like to see change in the industry? Any aspects? No, it's, it's the training. I mean, I'm sure everybody else has said the same thing. It's the training. Yeah, the training needs to be, um, needs to be longer, needs to be more intense. They need to, I, mean, I don't train. Um, uh, I, I never, I, I, I have done in the past, but I, I don't do it anymore. Um, but, you know, I know that they have, they have targets they have to hit, you know, they have to cover certain things. But, you know, it, it needs to be a lot more, hands on you know less of this you know carbon footprint all that kind of crap it needs to be proper hands on so i mm. think these courses need to be much much longer i mean learning you know coming out and being a you know, self-confessed dog groomer after sort of you know sort of 20 days you know i did i did four months six days a week four month training um to do my to, to come out as a groomer mm. you know and they're just not offered these days no no it's very that's difficult. what needs sorting out a lot of the groomers in the industry, um, I've discovered, struggle with sleeping. Are you one of these groomers? And if you struggle oh, yes. to sleep, what do you do? Audiobook. So I put an audiobook on. It's great because you can put a timer on. But it has to be a book that I know inside out. So I pick my favourite book, or my favourite couple of books, and I love the books, so I listen to it. But because I know the story really well, I'm not engrossed in the story, and that's mm-hmm. what sends me to sleep. Brilliant. And just so, on a yeah. day off, how do you like to spend it to relax? I, I, I normal stuff walking the dogs, really. I mean, I do quite a lot of exercise. Um, you know, most evenings I try to do something. I'm trying to do something every, well, at least four evenings a week. So whether that's yoga, running, um, I do a, a hit class pretty much every day. Um, so my often my days, yeah, um, often my days off, I, I try to, sometimes I, Sometimes I do nothing. It is a duvet day, and I'm literally yeah. the dogs are on the bed. I'm watching crap on the iPad. Um, 
and then sometimes it's a I, I live in the center of town um my safe place um is my local cocktail bar and it's not because i drink <laughs> although i do drink a little bit but it's not yeah. it's not because of that it's because i know the guys really really well in there and i've got a bunch of friends that go in there those friends stay there they don't yeah. encroach into any other part of my life and when i go there it's kind of like a it's like a release I I can be somebody else when I go there I can be you know um sort of fine I don't have to think about work I'm not thinking about you know sort of family life yeah. it's I'm someone else when I go there and that's that's quite a big that's quite a big release and I only go I say I only go a couple of times a week but that you know doing doing that being I able think to great. switch off and be someone else is very important to me and I would yeah I I you know they, it's kind of it's kind of really helped me it's been a um yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a, a sort of saving grace for me. I don't know what I would have done without without the guys down there, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah. I think I do get what you mean because I obviously joined the grooming industry quite later. I, you know, I've only been doing mm. it about nearly, nearly ten years, I should think. Prior to that, I've got friends who you know they don't know anything about the grooming industry they don't know much about yeah. my job I don't feel like I need to really tell them that much about my job because they, the, the point in yeah. seeing them is to not be you know yes absolutely head so yeah it's, it is really nice to just go and see those people that you need to see and be yeah. at that place that yeah. you need to be to just be like huh that's it I'm off yeah time out this is me so absolutely no, I think that's an absolutely lovely answer and I'm really glad mm. that you've got a nice group of friends there and a place that you can go yes, to do I that have, yeah. because that's brilliant yeah definitely oh well, yeah. thank you yeah, so thank much you. for talking to me Louisa today it's been an absolute pleasure oh, it's been great thank you no worries and I'm really looking forward to the rookie as well so I'll definitely see you Yay. I should think that'll be the next time yes. I catch up with you so I look forward to it yeah, yes, yes, yes. You'll, you'll be, I'll, I'll be, we'll be plugging that as much as I can now. Now that Christmas New Year's over, we should be plugging that like mad. So hopefully, everybody will be able to see it on social media. So brilliant. Yes, yeah, well, so I look forward you. to seeing you there. Oh, thank you very much, and goodbye. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. What a brilliant guest to kick off the new year and the new series. The reason I wanted to talk to Louisa about resolutions is that I think it is a very British tradition and it does kind of feel like an expectation or a pressure. And for some people that is great. Maybe they need a plan and set a time to say, right, I'm starting this or I'm quitting this, whatever it is. And then they have a target. However, for others, it can leave you a bit disheartened if you're not really ready, but you feel like you should be doing it. Um, you perhaps haven't got the right support or you're not, you know, in quite that frame of mind. And things need to be gradual and you need to be ready and you need to have that support there. I also think that once we finish for Christmas, it takes a good four or five days to wind down. And then you actually feel like you might have a couple of days relaxed before you're thinking, bloody hell, back to work tomorrow. So the break turns into a bit of a blur. So maybe right now is the right time for you, but maybe it isn't. And that's okay. So just be kind to yourself. We have so much to look forward to this year in our industry and also... I have so many guests that I'm looking forward to speaking to on this podcast. I have a few interviews under my belt already. On next week, we'll be talking to Colin Taylor about all sorts of things, including prioritising what's important, setting goals and taking care of yourself. So for now, have a brilliant week, have a happy new year and I'll be back next Tuesday. Yes, I've changed the day of the week again. So press the follow button on whichever platform you use so you can see when the episode comes out. Cheerio!